0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Data Driven, where Frank and Andy announce a brand new project and talk about the importance of getting stuff done. Hello, and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. So this is a bit of a uh, kind of not really a, a full-on episode of sorts. This is uh, Andy and I announcing, and if you hear that, that means that the folks are uh, mowing my lawn. Um, And, of course, the dogs have to bark at them because they've never seen them before. And um, but I figured, Andy, that, you know, during the pandemic, people are used to barking dogs and random noises in the background on the on on kind of work calls. I think so. Cool. So I will try to clean this up as much as possible in post. But um, now I know that's going to be leave it.
1: It's authentic, Frank.
0: It's authentic. Okay, I'll go with authentic. So the uh, what we're doing today is actually uh, not so much recording a full-on episode. Uh, we are announcing that we are starting another podcast. That's right. After three successful years of data-driven, we have uh, decided to announce, uh, at least for a start, kind of a mini-series yeah. of a podcast about just quantum computing yep and the reason why it's a mini series is um and as opposed to kind of like a series or or we inject it in the show is we don't want to pollute kind of the data science ai focus of data driven and uh you know into kind of you know and drop a lot of quantum stuff we'll probably talk about quantum in, in so much how it relates to data and ai and machine learning but there's a whole new class of compute that's going to be available in the not that distant future. Arguably this is available now.
1: That's what I was gonna jump in and say, Frank, because you know, just having access to um you know to to the coding to be able to code in that uh in, in Visual Studio has driven um, uh, you know, some some of the uh some some breakthroughs actually. And we don't even have the hardware you know generally available yet,
0: right, right, and we'll talk more about kind of why that is, but here's kind of the 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 teaser for it, if you will um it is uh because the every logic gate that we've worked with since the dawn of electronics has um has basically been based on the function of how electrons work or they either flow or they don't flow right on or off the circuit is on the circuit is off what quantum um computing does is it has a third state and i think we did a deep dive on quantum computing a few months ago yep yep um so if you want to kind of geek out on that you can kind of listen to that or listen to the new show preferably yeah yeah (laughs) both Um, you can do both (laughs) <laughs> you could do both. Why not both? Um, so the key is that because it adds that third um, state, what what the cool kids call superposition, where it's both one and zero at the same time, um, that actually fundamentally changes some of the logic, uh, how algorithms are going to be written at the logic gate level. And we had reached out to some former guests who, who might have some kind of you know, work in this field And I won't say his name yet, but, um, you know, he kind of dropped something I had never heard, a quantum database. Yes. Which blew my mind. I'm like, what? Yeah. I had never heard that term. I hadn't either. Um, And so I think that um, it's it's definitely a field that it will impact, I think, everybody in the technology space one way or the other. Yeah, uh, totally. Particularly the data. AI and high performance compute stuff first yeah so along those lines I think I think it's there's content enough I think for a show and I I actually this show I'm sorry what
1: that's I was gonna say I think so too but go ahead uh, keep describing Frank you're doing a great job
0: so the show we're calling it Impact Quantum and it's about the impact see how I did that I led into that it's gonna impact I like that. you're dead um yeah totally natural um so it's called impact quantum and it's meant to be a podcast for software engineers and data engineers and ai folk as well ai engineers um because uh, the problem and i see kind of maybe it's the data scientist in me but i'm seeing a pattern here a time series pattern if you will um four or five years ago if you looked at any data science kind of training material it had the assumption that you had deep familiarity with statistics it had the assumption that you had a phd right remember yeah. that was a debate people forget I about know, that yeah. now i know yeah. <laughs> um but um and i think what data science and ai did for statisticians and mathematicians i think quantum is going to do for uh physicists and kind of particle physicists that that type of crowd right right i think you're already seeing that you're already seeing the big players get into this space and they hire um you know you know if you look around the job requirements right now for quantum it basically phds are a prerequisite
1: yeah exactly it's not a, it's, go,
0: ahead. go ahead i was no, gonna go say
1: ahead. it looks it looks very familiar
0: right That's and, and i'm, I'm kind of looking into this and i'm like hmm i've seen this happen before Wasn't that a Battlestar Galactic thing? All this has happened before and all this will happen again. Yes. Yeah. Um, Or to quote George Lucas, I think George Lucas or somebody once said history kind of has a rhyme, has a rhythm to it or rhymes.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think we're seeing that here with quantum. And I think also it was important. So I had the idea for this podcast uh, less than two weeks ago. And if you know the origin story, the superhero origin story of Data Driven, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I got the idea in November and we didn't launch till May. So I'm trying to be a lot more agile with this one. So things are not going to be quite as uh, polished, I think, in that sense. But I wanted to launch while the iron is hot, because right now, if you look at the landscape for quantum computing um, podcasts, there's only maybe three, maybe four. And two of them have been shut down since middle of last year. They kind of had that pod fade. Um, And oddly enough, again, history repeats itself, right? (laughs) When when we first had the idea of data driven, it was very similar. It might've been five or six, you know? So kind of seeing that and seeing how this, how data science has radically transformed the industry, I thought it was just best to just launch, you know?
1: I love it, Frank. I mean, you know, what's the the worst that can happen is that you know we got a few shows out, and then it's just a series that we can link to from um, from data driven. And if we Roy. just keep going with it, and you know, and we've had we've had uh, seasons with data driven as well. You and I have gone through various um, periods of availability. Thankfully, it's kind of overlapped. <laughs> For the most part right. we were either really available or really not available so who knows and you know our our listeners to our listeners if if that frustrates you i personally i'm really sorry that that it does you know that it is a little frustrating i've actually had some encounters with fans of the show who've come up and said hey you need to do a new show you know it's been a while they're right <laughs> they're absolutely right and you know i i um I you know, I don't know what to say other than we this is a labor of love for both of us. And if we were independently wealthy, Frank and I would be doing shows every single day. And that I know. Oh, oh, ditto. We ditto. love this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I and I can imagine, you know, with that in mind, I can imagine a lot of the fans are saying, hey, what's gonna happen to data driven? Data driven is going to be the primary show, period. End of discussion. Absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah, we can't um, stop this- doing data driven.
0: <laughs> right. This is kind of a side project. Um and um we've also, if you've been paying attention to kind of what's been going on with our live feeds, we've actually so so in my mind, in terms of content creation, um, the real cost of content creation um is time. Yeah. Right. And if you've been, you know, kind of looking at my blog, Franksworld.com, I've really gotten down the cost, quote unquote. Um down to i can get a blog post out in about 90 seconds my goodness may not be a long pithy statement but (laughs) i can get one out yeah right so this all kind of started um i'm gonna go on a tangent which i guess um i guess that's that's never happened
1: never happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm gonna go back in time to um 2013 or so i wanted to do um a, or 2012 2013 that that era about seven eight years ago
1: yeah
0: i want to do a youtube channel and i realized that um you know first thing when you say you want to do something and this if you listen to us and we talk about grant cardone like you it's very predictable like say i want to do something new right, right. first thing people say where well, are you going to find time for that right mm,
1: yeah and yeah, right, right.
0: And um, I mean, try it yourself if you don't believe us, do some data science on your own, right? Tell 10 people you're going to start writing a book or something like that. Some people, and they are going to be in the minority, I'm sorry to say, is going to say, that's great, that's awesome. But the second thing are going to be people saying, when are you going to find time to do that? And the third group of people are going to be also not a lot, but it probably breaks out 10, 60, and then 30 Right. So 10% will say that's awesome. Sixty percent will say where you're gonna find the time to do that. And the remainder will probably say, you know, no one reads books anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um
0: now you're talking to folks that I've written a book, although it was on Silverlight, and you know, I don't talk about that. But Andy's written a number of books. So clearly Um, And there's a bunch of other people that have written books. And clearly, um, you know, the publishing industry obviously is going through some challenges because of COVID and all that. But if you recall, Amazon made its business on selling books originally before they sold toothbrushes and and stuff like that. Everything um, and everything else. Um, They were that. So uh, the notion that nobody reads books anymore, I think, is easily debunkable, Um, particularly with the rise of uh, Kindle and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah they're just different formats i mean they're just different formats right uh the other thing is people say when well, you going to find a time and this is something that i it's hard to believe at first but when you kind of like look at the people who are successful everybody on the earth has the same 24 hours of all the things in this world that are not distributed evenly right yeah time is really the only thing that is evenly distributed that's true you know um Everybody gets the same 24 hours of a day. And if you watch that Bill Gates documentary, and I've I've only seen the first couple episodes of it, where he talks about he's like he's more, he doesn't care about spending money. He spends, he worries more about spending time because time is something he can't get back. Yep. Now, for those of you scratching your chin thinking, well, it's easy for him to say he's a billionaire. Yes, he is, isn't he? (laughs) I had this debate with somebody, and here's our movie reference. Uh, where somebody was telling me they were going to try to do this, they were going to try to do that. Yeah. And then I said, "Well, you're going to do it. or You're going to try to do it. What do you mean?" And I was like, "Quoted Yoda, right? Do or do not. There is no try." And they were like, "Well, that's a fictional character, you know, something like that." Well, it's easy for a Jedi Master to say. It was kind of the response I got, and I said, "Well, is he saying that because he's a Jedi Master, or is he a Jedi Master because he says that and believes it and lives it?" Yeah, you know and you can tell sometimes when you when you flash when you, you can see in their people's eyes when they hit a blue screen like in their mind like, you make them <laughs> pop a thing. like oh um but anyway before back on the tangent um, yeah that's funny we ended up oh and getting back um honestly complaining about somebody mowing your lawn is is, is the epitome of first world problems um but um Anyway, so (laughs) um, the key here is that um, it's not about time, right? Time is the only thing. So the best way I learned this when I was doing the DC Tech Minute uh, shows, right? I did them daily, right? Much to the chagrin of a lot of folks who will remain nameless who told me that, you know, I should get um, kind of film school students to do the work for free. But that's a yeah, story for work. another. Yeah, <laughs> that might work in New York or LA, but not not in DC. Like this, you know, it's just that's not going to happen exactly. anyway. So I kind of came up with a formula of not just the, the to to produce that, and I didn't hit it every day, but you know, three five three to four times a week, guaranteed I would do produce a new video, and I included audio and animation. So the real key was to find a way to reduce the time it took to create the content. And there's two ways to do that, right one is um you know don't you don't have to write a novella in every blog post right right um, so the short of it is is that ever since then i've been kind of obsessed about reducing the amount of time it takes to produce good content, not perfect content, but good content, yeah, better than good enough. <laughs> But certainly fall short of, of, of um, perfect. So if you look at Frank's world, um, you know, you can't, I can't write 50 to 100, you know, long form blog posts every, every day, right? Or every month. That's just not, that's just not possible. But you know what I can do? And I think there was a need for this. And my traffic is showing that, right? I'm getting two to 300,000 views per month now on that site, which is um, starting to get expensive. <laughs> um <laughs> but um more on that in a minute um so the so i came up i created a bunch of tools that i can that get it down to i timed it when i you know that it would take me about 15 minutes to push out a blog post yeah um and i'm like okay well what am i doing what am i spending right so i got it down i wrote a couple of automation tools that kind of make it easy make it easier for me so I, now i can get it down to about 90 seconds in practice if I want to add edits or add thoughts to it, and you'll see that I often do, I can do it in about three minutes, four minutes realistically. So this morning, for instance, um, I got, I think I got six blog posts out before 9 a.m. And I started at like 8.30, right? Yeah, So that's that's awesome. I mean, it's possible. You just have to not, one, you have to ignore the, the, 90% 90% of people who will tell you that people don't read that and they don't do that. Yeah. And um,
1: that so, is so so cute. that's
0: kind of a long-winded way. So one of the things with Data Driven is that we found ways, creative ways to extend the content reach of our show, including Data Points, right? Data Points was originally, um, that was not a mat- part of the master plan, if you recall, Andy.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't.
0: Um, but I happened to be at a place uh, where we were doing a walk against cancer and I was like, hey, and we just interviewed Lynn Langett who has done amazing work with cancer research and bioinformatics and i just recorded a facebook live right nothing fancy right you know the my kid was jumping in the background and that sort of thing and nothing fancy so then i found a way to to extract the audio from that and i dropped in the podcast feed just just for grins and here we are right it's yeah. you know it's one of our more popular formats
1: I was going to say um, we've done more of those shows than anything else. You've done like ninety percent right. of them, and they're fantastic. Uh, nice short form on the spot, and we've got a pretty even distribution to people listening to the audio only. Once you drop that over on dot TV, and the folks watching it live, subscribe. We had a, we picked up subscribers to the Facebook uh, page once you started doing that because that's where you you send them, right. But, then you like push exactly. a button and the automation happens and it just blows out a show,
0: right? So I subscribe to another service called uh, Repurpose.io, which does all the automation for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean it's an extra cost, but I mean I can push out something like three different ways. So one recording that we do live, whether it's you in Baltimore or me, you know, yeah. at a stadium, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we can record and I can have that. You know i hit I hit done, and this whole process happens in the background that extracts the audio um then I edit the audio, I kind of clean it up, which I've gotten really good at by the way,
1: yeah
0: yeah um so uh and then we can we can push out a show I mean there was one time that our our signing moment was we belted out five data points or you belted out five data points and on it was um you were in Ireland, you were in uh sequel Saturday Dublin? Yeah. This is back when ki- for kids when well, this is back when people actually went places and <laughs> congregated in groups. I don't know when that'll happen again, but we're not uh, sure
1: if, but yes. And it, that was just you know, it was one of those times, Frank, where it just you know stars aligned and I was able to talk to a bunch of people. Um, kind of, kind of some, you know, stars of the uh, community. I didn't talk to all of them that were there. That was my, my disappointment, but I did present some. And so, yeah, if that plus the automation, it's like you said, um, I think I blogged about this, even about people asking me how I I get things done. And it's like, I look at me and go, my gosh, I'm wasting 90% of my time, um, <laughs> I do the same thing but the key you know when i when i step back i guess i don't i don't do the comparison thing because that was one of the things first lessons from uh uncle g grant cardone he said don't do that so he was right i wasn't doing it a lot before but i just totally nixed it but the one of the kickers that i blogged about i think was um that space between right that's That's what gets you. So, if you do a task, let's say in the morning it takes an hour, you do a task, you get it done, you feel good about it for a couple hours. And then maybe mid afternoon, you do another thing. Well, you've done two things. And let's just say they both take an hour, but you've done two hour long things in like a six hour span. (laughs) So, in between there was like four solid hours. You were, you know, I was wasting eating and, you know, anyway, but. If I'd reduced that from four hours in between to four minutes, dude, that's what, that's what turned to crank for me. That's what really got, you know, got me cranking out code and, and delivering content. And, you know, I, my blog posts take more than 90 seconds, but I write different things, different topics. And that's not saying one's better than the other. It's just, could I write faster? Probably. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, it, the idea that content is king is not, doesn't live in a vacuum. I mean, that cranking out shows, cranking out blog posts, keeping eyeballs, returning to the site, um, or sites in, you know, in our cases. That's, that's just a good way to do it. And you're totally right about, you know, about books and people who complain about the books. Um, I've gotten more. Comments, uh, as I've mentioned, I'm working on a second edition of a, a book I wrote three years ago. I've gotten more comments that are in, in line with, you know, nobody reads books. Why are you wasting your time? Um, And and another thing, you know, that you and I, Frank, uh, key on is don't do what everybody else is doing. <laughs> or, or do what they're not doing, you know, find. find also, new uh,
0: Uncle G, Grant Cardone thing
1: absolutely yeah and not just him but uh warren buffett is kind of like that as well right sell when people are buying buy when they're selling and you know so it's
0: so i mean i would say i would say let's make this inspirational right like if you think you don't have time to do whatever it is you want to do whether that's writing a book whether that's um you know starting a blog or starting a podcast you you do have the time you just have to kind of align things so it'll work you line. it's just like playing pool right you line up the shot right you know you just don't randomly and i think you know myself included up until a few years ago i would just randomly kind of just using the the pool billiards example i would just randomly <laughs> um throw stuff but if you line up the shots and you kind of do it strategically you actually do have a lot more time than you have oh, i remember the audiobook that i um that i listened to uh, recently was uh by Marie Forleo
1: uh-huh
0: um it's called everything is figure outable and she basically said you know just install this app on your phone it's called uh there there's an iOS one and then there is a uh Android one but on Android it's called uh Stay Free and it basically logs how much time you spend looking at your phone and breaks it down by application wow you will be alarmed <laughs> 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 i mean I thought I was not that bad. I knew I used to be bad, but I thought I was getting better. But, I mean, like, there were days where I could re- could rack up five and a half hours on my phone.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, Frank, you've, done, you've been doing this already, so I can't wait to see how, if, now that Frank. you've got this app and you're paying attention to it. But I remember you did a trip out to Redmond, and you were just bam, 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 talking to people, uh, doing oh, yeah. data points. It was, I don't know how many you did that day. It was more than five. I can tell you that.
0: And, um, five is our record. I think I did four. So I I came close to the record. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it was throughout the whole trip. I might've did like, um, 16 or something like that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I, I, it was, it was incredible and, and you're totally right. And you know, you and I have both been asked that same question. You know, how do you get so much done? And you and I both kind of have the same response. It's like, okay, how much TV do you watch?
0: Right. (laughs) Well, also too, I think it's kind of like what we, what you've written about, um is, is is something that i say is we've weaponized their ADD, right absolutely yeah um it turns out it's a good thing right <laughs> and you can you, know, you you can take all the things so so i kind of had this moment of clarity and i'll probably write a book about this oh and, and I'll, i'm announcing it now so that there way you go. the fan base will, will hold me to this but um <laughs> the key here is um Again, I, speaking of ADD, um, <laughs> I didn't get that thought out. Um, no, but I mean, ultimately, if you you can kind of, you know, people say, you know, you know, don't work on your flaws, work on your strengths, right? Um, Because uh, the conventional wisdom is, you know, work on your flaws, make your flaws better. Um, The the more kind of uh, nouveau wisdom is, you know, work on your strengths because your strengths will take you further than even if you p- patch up your flaws. I kind of came to this re- a revelation that, you know what, who says they have to be flaws? What if you were to find something that, that works horrible for you normally, conventionally, mm-hmm. and you flip it around and you weaponize it, right? Like, yeah. you know, if I do have a short attention span, maybe writing, um, uh, and I don't always have a short attention span, but, but most of the time I operate in that phase because you know, squirrel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um but if i if you kind of just say well okay well how can i adjust my life so i can make this work for me so that's when i kind of came up with the idea of the short form blog posts and stuff like that nice just kind of doing stuff quicker right and this is also something i was inspired by grant cardone not so much the weaponized thing but we said speed is the new big yeah you know yeah and if you look at every startup and why they're more agile um there's many reasons why they're more agile but one of the reasons they're successful is that they're able to pivot a lot faster than right. traditional
1: and, and it fits it falls right in with a couple of concepts that you and I are both big fans of one is failing fast um, right you're going to fail if if you if it bothers you to fail I don't know what to tell you to go do in 2020 it's definitely not related to technology that much I know um, because it's, you know failing. I fail all the time but failing forward failing fast those are great concepts the, the other one is this idea from um, Nassim Taleb about uh, anti-fragile, anti-fragility. And I was listening to uh, Fortitude by Dan Crenshaw. Um, he is a representative, U.S. House of Representatives, uh, representative from Texas. And um, uh, he was a former uh, SEAL. He, he lost um, his eye in combat, probably the most uh, noticeable thing, but um, just very interesting. Uh, I know Frank. You're uh, you've been listening to a lot of audiobooks recently about Stoicism. He has a chapter in there about that and and how he responds and doesn't react uh, to this. But he was he was actually mentioned. He mentioned anti fragile uh, in in that audio book. Um, and actually, that's an audio book my son Stevie Ray turned me on. He he wants to be a seal. He wants to go try out. Uh, how cool. That. Yeah, and he's. Goodness, I tell you, man, it just it's less than a year. He graduates um, and he's thinking of signing up right after graduation to the U.S. Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So but it's all of these things kind of come together. Right. I mean, when you start thinking about how these these bits and pieces and and these it's been small, subtle changes, mostly. I mean, there's been some big changes for me, big changes for you, but mostly it's been these little changes that we've made that you know that that's enabled us to do what we what we've done so far and we both look forward to doing a lot more later i mean that's why we're doing this so we you know we're trying to do continuous improvement on i'm trying i'm working on andy you're working on frank you
0: know <laughs> no no absolutely absolutely and um so speaking of um uh, of which um we mentioned a bunch of audiobooks audible is a sponsor of the show um and um you go to the data driven book.com it'll route you to an audible page and you'll get one free audiobook. And if you sign up for a subscription, they give us a, you know, a little bit of money. So it helps us keep the show going yep. as well as our, some of our ambitious, more expansive plans, <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited about this, this new show, um, Ooh, it's called impact quantum. Don't worry. It's not going to affect things. Unlike data driven. Um, so so there's a couple of challenges here and and I was thinking about waiting until we can kind of address this but you know what no <laughs> I'm not going to wait till it's perfect. Um <laughs> one of the big problems is it's hard to find experts in um uh quantum computing that will that are willing to talk about it kind of on a podcast, right? So right. one the experts are hard to find and then two, you know, how do you get somebody to talk about it is quite another. We had some incidents in the past with famous people on Twitter. Um we tried, uh, well, only one incident, but it's enough to make us a uh, little bit more thoughtful about how we approach people. But, um,
1: very, very true, and that was all my fault. I'm sorry for
0: it, I got <laughs> it. I mean,
1: band, got us blocked on Twitter,
0: whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so the short of it is is that you know, so these shows are probably going to be, um, might stream some of them live because some of it does require visual explanations, yeah. um. And some of it will require um some of it will require kind of experts um like actual physicists and that sort of thing and our goal for the show, and we'll explain this is that is how do we explain this in a way that engineers can get right so you know if you start a lot of quantum material right now you start reading and it, it's like, what are they talking about? I have a headache right. I gotta go. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. I've actually seen it explained very eloquently and in ways that make sense to software developers and data engineers, right? So like there there is a way, there is a way forward. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to blaze that trail, that trail. I was, I was watching, I was, I, you know, I was watching kind of and in, in, in following the trailblazers the last time during the data science kind of rise of data science. This time I want to pay that forward and be one of the trailblazers, awesome. you know? say what you want about Siraj Raval, but he he was able to take very complicated concepts and explain it in ways that, um, you know, regular software developers and engineers can understand.
1: That's accurate. You know,
0: um, which is, I mean, the 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 tragedy of Siraj Raval is that, is the plagiarism, but his true talent isn't necessarily doing his own research. Uh, his true talent is explaining things in ways that the layman or layperson person can understand. And in an entertaining way. And that's why I refused to bash him publicly, because he was one of the few people that was saying, No, you don't need to get a PhD to do this, you can do this, you can start your own startup, you can, you know, you can change your career like and he was a he was a bright candle in a in, a, in kind of a dim tunnel of, of time of my life. So yeah, you know, for that, I'm grateful. And I want to pay that forward. I want to be that for somebody else. I'm going to try to avoid the plagiarism thing,
1: though. Yeah, don't do that.
0: I'm try to avoid that. Um, but, um, you know, th- I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, and Andy and I have kind of come to the realization is that what we really want to do in our lives is help people. Right. You know, and help people. This is one way to help people, particularly now with the pandemic, because there's a lot of people who are misplaced out of their normal jobs and careers. Um, And, you know, how can how can people kind of, you know, not just have the learn to code conversation because that's very dense and very um, uh, non-empathetic in my mind is how that phrase has kind of come about, yeah. but also kind of transform themselves in a way that they can find a better career that takes advantage of their strengths and even weaponizes their weaknesses.
1: Frank, we're only talking about, uh, we're only sharing about stuff we've done. I mean, we're not, right. you know, we're not saying we read this in a, you know, in a book or a magazine, article, blog, whatever we're talking about. We've lived this, that this, these transformations, we've both reinvented ourselves more than once. And, you know, and, and we know how to, um, h- how to at least, you know, continue eating, uh, you know, as we move from, uh, yeah. as we pivot from career to career, probably the best way to say that.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, it's like, it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. It is you know, not.
1: If it was easy, anyone could do it. And I'm reminded as I, you know, as I sat here and look at the um, one of the final chapters in, in this book I'm working on. Grant Cardone has a book named the Ten X Rule, and in essence, he said it's going to take ten times as long as you imagine to complete something. It's going to be ten times harder than you believe it is. And I'm sitting here going, "Yep, I'm at about eight and a half X right now." on on both. I mean, this should have been done at the beginning of the summer. It's not, but it will be. And, you know, it'll be way better than... The the thing I'm not going to skimp on, Frank, on this, and this is something we both agree on, is we're never skimping on quality. We're going to deliver quality every single time. And, Frank, I knew this, I don't know, a couple of decades ago when I first got into tech full-time. it became It was a hobby for, I don't know, 25 years. And then I started doing it for a living. I had this little saying, and I I think I may have coined this, but I said, "If you deliver, um, you, if let's see, how does it go? If you deliver quality uh, late, no one remembers. If you deliver junk on time, no one forgets."
0: This is true. This is true. If you if you look at um, if you look at the first iPhone, and there's a number of YouTubers that have actually they kind of unbox and first generation you, iphone and they use it and it's just an absolute piece of garbage by with 2020 eyes <laughs> you know
1: so true yeah so true
0: and you know you kind of go back and, and you think like you know it's the whole thing and i have um it might i might make it the thumbnail for this episode actually so it's something i saw on instagram where it was said something like just don't acquire knowledge uh alone it's useless because knowledge without action is I think that's what it's yeah. futile. That's what it said. And oh, it has okay. a picture of a guy in a um, cap and gown. And there's a donkey also in a cop and gown. And it's <clears> funny, <throat> I sent you a picture of it. <clears throat> uh, I have that where I can see in my home office at all time, because it's, it's, you know, I've read the books, I've read a lot of self improvement books over the years, but it wasn't until Grant Cardone said something that resonated. And it was basically the 10x rule um that i was like you know what i got to execute i got to execute gary v says this too yeah um and if you and if you hear the term 10x and you think back to that blog post that some guy wrote about a 10x engineer this is not the same thing just put that out there
1: exactly um, yeah that was yeah I, and i have mixed emotions about that concept i'll just say that. right
0: i mean the that is i think i don't know if it's related to Grant Cardone, if he read it and misunderstood it or it's completely separately evolved. But if you hear the term 10X and if that's the first thing that pops in your head, um, I, I recommend uh tuning into the 10x rule with a clear mind. Like a, a, without um uh, preconceived notions. because yep. when I when it's I talk about that, about I actually a have a sorry what?
1: That's good advice about a lot of things. Do a little research.
0: Well, yeah, I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. But that is a good advice. <laughs> um so with that, I know this isn't this is a rather unconventional episode, but I wanted to announce the uh, arrival of Impact Quantum, yeah, podcast. Um and the site will actually live on data driven site for for cost reasons, I think for now. Uh we are we are, you know, always looking for good sponsors that can share a good um message and product or service with our audience and that will help us expand into uh, other ventures and stuff like that. Sure. and just to, if you think if you think that we we think we're we're super cool people because we we do all this stuff you should see the one note notebook that andy and i have about all the things we want to do <laughs> or more more of the painful point is all the things we should have done by now
1: yeah right? that's true that
0: is so true. and that hurts and i look at that and when i don't feel feel like doing something i kind of look at that and i'm like oh god i'm such a slacker Um, I mean, if you remember, we talked about data soup, data soup, actually a year ago today, we had data soup, the data soup summit before virtual summits were cool. Um, and we were hoping to do one kind of once a quarter.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we had a stretch goal in mind monthly. We
1: we thought I was going to say, we thought once a quarter would be a piece piece of soup.
0: Uh, (laughs) turns out it wasn't. Um, so, I mean, I mean, that's also a thing too. Like I don't beat myself up too much about that because I think that's part of the things that 10 X rule is Like if you throw more spaghetti at the wall, something more will stick, you know? I mean, despite everything that's happened in both our lives in the last 12 to 18 months, uh, and there's been some doozies (laughs) thrown our way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I have had, um, 18, 19 months of every month I've had a hundred plus blog posts. You know, we've produced the show, maybe not as much, and sometimes we wanted to, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I also want to set a precedent for quantum uh, because scheduling is a big issue. Because if it's Andy and I talking, that's two people's schedules. If you have a third person who's the guest, that's three schedules to coordinate, which guess what? That actually starts getting complicated.
1: (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's like the exponent, right? When it's just me and right. Frank, it's four, you know, four vectors in, in play. When we add that third person, now it's eight.
0: <laughs> right. So, But, I, you know, there was one time that uh, you had scheduled a uh, an interview and I was on vacation at the time. And I was like, oh, crap. And you're like, let's just don't do it. And I'm like, but but why don't you do it alone? And you were like, I don't feel like I should do a data driven show without you. And I feel the same way. So I kind of want to start out the from the outset, because that's actually been a major Im- impediment and I get it, you know, the tone and the pace of data-driven is that you and I kind of have this interaction of data engineer, software engineer, that sort of thing, right. or uh, um, AI engineer um, type thing. But I, I think that for, for in the interest of getting this knowledge out and making it accessible to more people, I'm cool with like, I'll record something without you, like a full-on show, not just a data point. And, and I'm
1: cool with that. I am cool with that too, Frank. Um, that just, you know, this... This topic in particular uh, has, you know, has some distance from the engineering, the data engineering piece of this. And you, you and I can both talk uh, intelligently about that topic and, and as it comes into play. The
0: field are a lot harder to come by. Agreed. In 2020. In 2025, I mean, everybody and their dog and their cousin is probably going to, you know, <laughs> be an expert.
1: But you know this too. You're, you're the data scientist of this team. I am not. Um, I, you know, I can dabble. I understand the kind of the end goal, but being able to practice it, especially in a billable way, that's not me. So,
0: right. Yep. But
1: yeah, well, no, I, that makes
0: sense. I have grown and expanded in my new role at the MTC where I have to be more of the data engineer. Oh, cool. Okay. You know, so well, maybe I, cool. I, I don't know better understanding of that. And I, I, I was kind of reflecting on this cause I've been there and enroll a little over three months. I was like, well, you know, when I first joined, I was probably 90% data scientist, 10% data engineering, right? Just because I was on a team where we had special, we had, we we had the luxury of specialists, right? Whereas right. now I don't. Um, So I would describe, I, I would do, I would know just enough data engineering to get the data I need to do data science on. <laughs>
1: right. Right.
0: You, um, you
1: did well, Frank. You sell yourself short on that. You, you,
0: uh, well, I mean, I just thought myself more. Now, I I mean, now I'm at the point where I'm, I see myself kind of, you know, two-thirds data scientist, one-third data engineer, because it kind of starts making sense to me now. And it's a process. Oh, you gosh, know? yes. And, you know, particularly with something like SQL Server, I mean, there are folks that have been – we've been fortunate to have, I mean, serious experts. People have been working on this since the beginning, in some cases like bob ward have been working on the product since the 90s yeah you know i mean no one is going to achieve that level of wisdom about the product in 3 months you know so there's always that sweet spot of you know effort to reward and you know so i don't know where i was going with that but that's <laughs> oh, good so that's it for this episode of data driven. It's a little bit shorter than usual, but we didn't really dive into any technical topics. I wanted to announce the arrival of impact quantum. Uh, I did register a domain name so soon, if not today that will point to the page at data driven. Um, but I wanted to launch as quickly as possible and, um, be sure to check it out, impact And, um, uh, I have a fancy logo and, and everything, um, and music and all that. And, um, I'll let our robotic uh, voiceover lady end the show. Unless you have any final thoughts, Andy.
1: Nothing, Frank. This was awesome. Cool, man. Have a great day.